friends, welcome back to the Making It in the Messy Middle podcast. My name is Kate, and I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. I just can't wait to see how we're going to grow together. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on back. This is our fifth podcast on the topic of domestic violence. I feel like we have made a lot of headway while we've been wading into this field and then looking at so many of its nuances. We've we've looked at shame, uh, emotional abuse, financial abuse, and then last week we looked at confinement. Um, as we wade through a little bit more and we start to wind down this mini-series that is starting to look a lot more like an entire series, um, I want us to just look at a couple more things. This week, I want us to look at 10 red flags um, that could show abuse in in a relationship and when and how to leave an abusive relationship. Now, for those of you who haven't experienced abuse, just like the past weeks, there is a portion here for you as well. And this week's portion is going to be about how to let someone know that you are concerned about them. Um, maybe you're seeing red flags in their relationship and how you can help them leave if that's what they choose to do. We've, you know, hinted at it a lot, talked a little about it a lot throughout this series, um, how to help yourself see that something you're going through is abuse so that you can realize it for yourself. But I want to put a little more emphasis on that this week um, so that we can start to look at ways to recognize these early signs that your partner's controlling and how to get out when you're ready. So I want us to start digging into these signs and we're going to sort of fly through them just a little bit because I don't want you to have to listen to me talk for 45 minutes and I'm sure you don't want to either. So let's go ahead and get down to it. Sign one that you can start to see right at the very beginning of a relationship is things are heating up fast. A really big red flag is when things seem to be happening before the relationship is really even started. Maybe you've gone on three dates and they're already telling you how much they love you. It was love at first sight. Maybe they start to get physically intimate with you right from the very first day. They're already texting you all the time and telling you how much they need you in their life. This can feel really great at first. I mean, just be honest. It feels like someone really and truly cares about me and this is just true love. But in reality, it's a tactic to get someone to be involved more quickly in an effort to get them more tightly into someone's grasp. It also really shows that they're insecure about the relationship more than it shows that there's love there. Sign two, you're the only person that they need in their whole entire life. Sort of like we just talked about. You've been gone out for a couple weeks and you start to notice they're texting you constantly when you're separated. They want to know where you are, what you're doing, and how you're doing. They wonder why you're not with them. They tell you all the time how much they need you. And they tell you that they need you all the time. They talk to you about how much they needed you before you came into their life. And then how much they cannot live without you now. They tell you how you're the solution to all of their problems. That they need you in order to feel whole or good about themselves. Again, this is one of those signs that can feel awesome. It's someone who cares about you so much that they need you that badly. And in every relationship, there's honestly a healthy level of dependency on your partner. 
But needing your partner to guard your emotions or expecting them to fulfill your every need is completely unhealthy. This shows that they're not secure in themselves. They can't cope with life in a healthy way or on their own, and they expect you to do all of the work. And it can make you feel like you can't be honest about your own feelings when things sort of go awry. Anyone that makes you feel like you can't be honest about your feelings is someone you need to really think hard about being around. And this can also be something that they'll do to make you less likely to leave. Maybe going so far as to threaten that they're going to harm themselves if you do leave. They want to make sure you think they care about you so much that you would never want to go anywhere else. And this also sets you up for when they explode. I mean, after all, they've told you all along how much they care about you, how much they love you. So why would that change now? Sign three is that they don't want you to be around your people. They expect you to choose between them and your friends or your family. Maybe they're telling you how uncomfortable your family makes them, so they're not going around them. Why should you go around them? I don't think you should. Maybe they say that your friends don't like them, so why would you still want to be friends with somebody that doesn't like you? You can't spend time with your friends without getting four phone calls and 26 texts from your partner. Uh, They want you to be sure you know that they're still around. This is a signal they want you to be isolated, like what we talked about last week, so that you're easier to overpower and confine. Not that they care about you, like it may feel in the beginning. Sign four, they need to know everything. You aren't allowed to have time away from them without them knowing every detail. You come home and you're upset and you say you don't want to talk about it, and they tell you what a betrayal that is to them. I mean, don't you trust them? They track your phone, and if they can't get in touch with you, then they're going to get in touch with your friends to see what you're doing and where you are. And this is a sign that they want to control your movements. They think if they can know everything about you, then they can hold things over your head, and they can also predict your next moves. A big thing with a lot of these red flags is that they feel kind of great at first. Like, you know it probably isn't healthy, but you've honestly wanted someone to care about you this much for a really long time, and this person wants you every second of every day and all to themselves. Isn't that wonderful? But the truth is, that isn't real love. Real love is patient and kind. It's not controlling or needy. And learning to be secure enough in yourself to make it possible for you to be safe with others is a key step to being able to leave a toxic person. And listen, I am talking to myself here. When I say I know the feeling, please do not think I'm saying that lightly or as a cliche. I know the feeling. It takes so much work, um, and I'm still working on it too. But I can tell you that being healthy for yourself and being healthy in yourself makes life a much more peaceful and a much more possible thing. So sign five is one that does not feel so great. They lie to you. I saw something once on Facebook. You know, it was a list of women in their 40s and things they wish they could tell their younger selves. And one woman said, leave after the first lie. And I remember thinking, well, that's just crazy. I mean, doesn't everybody lie? Which, you know, honestly is a sad reflection on my life. But she's right. 
If you find someone lying to you and then not being apologetic about it or being willing to make it right, that's a red flag. That's a sign that they do not respect you. And if they're willing to justify and excuse lying to you about the small things, you need to know that they're willing to do the same about the big things. Sign six, they control what you wear or how you look. They don't want you to be seen in public in certain outfits because they don't want other people to notice you. They don't think you should wear makeup. I mean, who are you trying to look good for anyway, right? They know this will lower your self-esteem and they literally do not care. They're showing that they care more about their own insecurities than they care about you. Sign seven, they criticize things that are important to you or they hit you at your vulnerabilities. Maybe it's your beliefs or your values or it could be your friends and hobbies something that is important to you but they don't like. Maybe they're telling you how silly it is or how dumb it makes you look or just how stupid it is to think that way. It could be how you look. It could be that freckle you had that you've just always hated or the thought that you have that you're unlovable and you're destined to be left and that's where they go when they're angry. That's what they hit at the most. They want to be the most important thing in your life, and they don't want anything to threaten that. They are trying to break you down by bringing those insecurities to the forefront of your mind and by taking away the things that help make you happy and help make you who you are. Sign eight, they touch you in public without your permission. They're wanting to show public affection in ways that you're not comfortable with or at times when you're not feeling it and they don't listen to you when you squirm away or you say no. This is a sign that they do not respect your physical boundaries. And if they're not doing it in public, then they're not going to do it in private either. They're doing this in public to show other people, themselves, and you that they have power over you. And they want everybody else to know that they're in control. They also think that you're not going to push back very much because you're out in public, and this makes them think that they have more leeway and more ways to push in public and in private. Sign nine, they pressure you. Maybe it's pressuring you into physical intimacy that you're not interested in. Maybe it's making you do things in bed that you're not comfortable with. Maybe it's pressure to engage in habits you never wanted to engage in, like drugs or alcohol. Maybe it's pressure to go out when you're not feeling well or to go places you don't want to go. Whatever it is, it's not cool. This is another way that they're showing you they don't respect your boundaries, which is a red flag in and of itself. Your boundaries are important. You created them for a reason. And anyone who continually oversteps them is a toxic person, period. They do not respect you. And they think that they know you better than you know you. Our last sign, sign 10, they break or throw things when they are angry and they yell often, calling you names or degrading you in any way. Their anger is just explosive and it's out of control. Most people yell sometimes. That's just the honest truth. But when someone does it frequently and without apology, they're not a healthy person to be around especially if there's someone who makes you feel bad just because of their own emotions. This shows that they do not know how to control themselves. And if they can't control themselves with the vase that they just threw against the wall, how can you trust them to control themselves with you? These signs may seem like no big deal when they begin, 
but they're signs that more is coming. A really important thing to remember in an abusive or controlling relationship is that things rarely get better. They only get worse. These signs we just talked about aren't just the beginning of abuse. They are types of abuse. A controlling person does not get less controlling, especially if they are consistently unwilling to seek professional help for an extended period of time. And if they do say they're willing to seek help, it needs to be during a period when you're separated from each other in order for you to be safe. Spend some time not living together, um, not being around each other that much. So if you do decide to reevaluate, maybe you have a couple session, you can feel free to say what you need to say without fear of what's going to happen when you get in the car or get home. And know that even if you're going to couples therapy, they need to be going to individual therapy as well. It's never easy to leave any type of relationship, but especially one that's controlling or abusive. And the deeper that you get into it, the harder it gets. If you start seeing red flags or you at all begin to feel uncomfortable during a partnership, then it's time to go. Your gut is usually right. And if your gut is telling you it's time for you to go, then it probably is. Listen to yourself. You deserve to be heard, especially by yourself. Notice when you're feeling stuck or trapped or fearful and let that help to guide you forward. Don't let the anxiety or the fear keep you tied into something that's harmful to you. So then that rises the question, how do you get out safely, especially if it's gotten to the point of being physical? It may not be as simple as just breaking it off with someone, saying, hey, I want to break up with you. If it is possible for you to leave that way, then do that. Break up. Or maybe you need to ghost them, move out without them knowing about it. Get yourself to safety, both emotionally and physically, in the way that you know will be best. Some people, you know, some partners, you can say, hey, I want to break up with you. You need to move out tomorrow. Or, hey, we need some time apart. I'm leaving tomorrow. But others you can't say that to. They're going to get upset if they come home and find you packing. They're going to get upset if you try and tell them that you're planning to leave. You know your partner better than anyone, and you know best what will work with them. If it isn't as simple as saying you're going to break up or ghosting them, then you need to have a safety plan. And this looks different for everyone, but I want us to go over some foundational pieces so that you can begin to build your own. One thing that we do with everyone who calls into our crisis line is we safety plan right at the end. And so we're just going to go over some of the basics that we tell just about everyone who calls us. And then, like I said, you can use this to help you build your own safety plan. Keep your phone charged and right near you, then arms reach at all times. This ensures that you'll be able to call for help if you need to and at any moment that you need to, whether that help be a friend who can come and pick you up or the police to get you to safety. And a key tip, if you're having to think about whether or not you should call 911, it's time to call 911. Another thing you can do if you have a vehicle is keep gas in the car and keep your keys right near you, again, within arm's reach. This way, if you decide it's time to go, then you can, and you'll already be ready to do so. You can also let people know where you're going. 
um, when you expect to be certain places. You know, I'm going to be at church at six o'clock tonight. If you haven't heard from me by six, call to check in. Um, any variation of, hey, I said I was going to be here at this time and I'm not, then your friend can check in on you. And then you can make an exit plan. It can be a whole lot easier and take a lot of the anxiety out of doing something if you already have it planned out. It's going to help you to eliminate that traumatic freeze response. So decide when you want to leave and how you plan to do so. See if your friend can come pick you up. See where you're planning to go and plan how you're going to get there. What do you want to bring with you? Can you go ahead and have that packed? And then think about what issues may arise from your partner. Again, you know your partner better than anyone. So you're the best prepared to try and think about what issues may come up. You don't have to have every second planned. And you need to know that things aren't going to go exactly as you planned them. But remaining steady and ready is what is so important. Now, if you're hearing all this and you don't think it's going to work, or if you're hearing all this and you don't know what your next move should be or how to make your own safety plan, Call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. I'm going to give you their number again. It's 1-800-799-7233. Call them and let them hear your situation, and they can help you to build a plan of your own. So then what if you start to recognize these red flags in someone else's relationship, someone you love's relationship? What can you do? The really hard truth is that they're the only one who can leave. You can't leave the relationship for them. You may know it's dangerous, toxic, controlling, abusive, but they're going to have to realize that for themselves and make the decision to leave for themselves. But you can help them through that process. You can agree with them when they say, hey, this thing really made me uncomfortable. Tell them, yeah, that would have made me uncomfortable too. That's really not very appropriate. Or you can assure them, that there are things waiting for them on the other side of this relationship. And you can tell them, hey, I want you to be safe. I'm concerned about this, and I want you to be safe. You can also continue to be there for them, even when things start to hit the fan. When they start telling you, I can't see you anymore because my partner doesn't like you, or you notice that they're pulling away, they're canceling plans, tell them you don't want to lose them. Remind them how much you care about them, and remind them that you're on their side. You know, tell them, hey, I, I know you said you can't make it to lunch today, and I'm really going to miss getting to spend that time with you. Or you can say, hey, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks, haven't heard from you in a little while. I just wanted to check in, and I just want to let you know that I love you. Don't pester them. Don't text them every second of every day. And don't overstep. But let them know, hey, I'm in your corner, and I don't want you to be out of my life. An abuser wants to isolate some, someone, and they're often really, really good at it. Make it hard for them. I remember entering into my relationship, and I'm starting to cut people off, sometimes going so far as to tell them, hey, I don't want to see you anymore. And no one told me not to. People pretty quickly stopped checking in because I'd pushed them too far. When I left that relationship, I had people tell me, uh, yeah, I saw that red flag, or yeah, that was a red flag. And I remember I, when that happens even now, I just want to scream. 
I just want to scream. Well, why didn't you tell me? Um, and, and I, I have to be honest, looking back, I can see a, two, maybe three times, um, where there was an instance where somebody pointed out that doesn't seem completely normal, but so many people didn't know what to do. So they didn't do anything. They just stayed quiet and they just let me leave. And listen, I'm not saying to not let someone go when they want to go. It's their life. And if you're telling them they're not allowed to do something because it's going to hurt you, or even because you know it's going to hurt them, that makes you know better than their abuser. But again, you can let them know that you're going to miss them if they cut you off. Or if they're canceling plans, tell them. I hate that. I really was looking forward to it. Don't let their abuser be the only voice that they hear. When they're ready to leave, you can be a part of their exit plan. Let them know how you can help and let them know you're willing to do so. Tell them, hey, you've got options and I'm here for you during the process. Are you noticing a theme? <laughs> be there. I can tell you, they probably feel alone, out of control, trapped, scared, anxious, confused, and scattered. You can help them to feel steady by being calm in their inner storm. They may just need to know that you're there for them and that somebody cares. And your calm voice or presence during those really scary moments, that's just what they needed to gain the courage to leave. You can't be their calm, but you can be there and you can be calm. If you're thinking about your relationship and you feel like I'm talking to you, then I am. I'm talking to you. It may be time to talk to a friend, call a crisis line, or get in touch with a professional about your options. Your head probably feels really muddy and, and you're not quite sure if what you're thinking is correct. Let them help you sort through that. Let them be that sounding board. You have more courage in you than you know. You can do what you need to do. There are people out there who are willing to help you. They're just waiting for you to let them. You can live life without your partner. It will be scary, especially right there at the beginning. And that's okay. And yet, you can survive this. There is a much more peaceful way of life waiting for you. It's time to find it. Next week, we're going to talk about what to expect on the other side of an abusive relationship once you've left. And we're going to talk about how to cope with that and ways to respond. So come back next week for our last episode of our series on domestic violence. And as always, keep on, friends. <laughs>